We have a game five, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The Warriors fell. They were not successful in their sweet pursuits. A rain delay was part of the action. A, uh, an emotional speech that I personally love. We're going to play that on this show from Steve Kerr. Uh, as a reminder of there are more things and better things to worry about in this world than just the game of basketball. But this show is about that game. We're obviously going to break that down. Brian Witt joins me former writer for the Golden State Warriors and NBC Sports Bay Area. We're going to recap game four, preview game five, and let's hope for the sake of Dub Nation and for everyone who loves the Warriors, game five is it. We're going to talk about that next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So is Brian Witt on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Witnessed with an extra T in there representing his last name. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Give us a recap, Brian. Uh, I'm still not feeling great. I actually feel worse today. Uh, so I would I love your insights especially. Uh, give us your recap first and foremost for Game 4. What went right? What went wrong? Give us your entire breakdown, please. Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious, right? Um, the Mavs, uh, the Mavs have a bunch of shooters, and when those shooters are shooting well, uh, they're a tough offense to stop. And you know, I uh, I never expected the Warriors realistically to be able to to sweep the Mavs. As as you know, last time I was on, I actually I thought the Warriors would win in seven games. So after the first three, I was. Uh, certainly looking way off. Um, granted, I, I do think the Warriors are going to close it out in five uh, tomorrow. But Same. yeah, I think, you know, this was fairly predictable. Uh, as we know, role players tend to play better at home. And so, uh, you know, you saw some of the the others on the Mavs that had shot very poorly in the first three games. They made their first couple shots and they got the home crowd behind them. And next thing you know, the Warriors are are down by, you know, 15 again. Um, I thought all that said, um, I thought it was a, uh, a good sign in how the Warriors were able to claw their way back into the game um, with that sort of uh, second unit uh, with all the young kids. Um, you know, obviously it's in general, it's just good experience, um, for that group, but, uh, the fact that those guys were able to show that they're viable in this environment and, and can contribute, uh, not just in this series, but potentially, uh, in the NBA finals, that's, uh, a great option for, for Kurt to have the fact that he just has more options in terms of what types of matchups he can go to. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I said at the end of the game, I didn't think there was really much to, to glean from that game. I, the Mavs are in the conference finals for a reason. They're not a bad team. They're on any given night, they can score with the best of them. And, right. uh, there's, I think, you know, a certain amount of, uh, 
it's human instinct to sort of ease off the gas a little bit when you know you have the room to do so. Um, and so despite the fact that the Warriors have, you know, their core group has as much playoff experience as any team out there, um, like I said, I think it's just kind of instinct takes over to a certain extent. Um, and, you know, I, I was watching and I was like, this is just like uh, game four of, uh, what was it, the 2017 finals uh, when the Warriors were up 3 nothing over the Cavs and the Cavs just didn't miss at all uh, in the first half of game four. 80, it was a blowout. That, in, that, in that game, I was bringing up that game in the, in the last series uh, in reference to game five. Uh, just to remind people, I think the Cavaliers scored 86 first half points in that game. 86. Um, so just, just to remind people, the Warriors, even during their, their prime heyday, uh, we're still having games like this. So just to sorry to add to that, continue on, please. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll like to your point, I think similar in many ways to the, the blowout loss to the Grizzlies. Right. Uh, so and as we know, uh, they came, they bounced back from that loss to the Grizzlies and looked a lot better the next, the next game. I, uh, I saw this stat somewhere. I'm forgetting where, so I apologize to whoever put it out there. I want to make sure I can give you credit. I'll go back and check. Um, but, uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, I think the, the Warriors have been up three, nothing in a series, something like, you know, a dozen times during this dynastic run. And they're like, now six and six in that game four. Um, interesting. I didn't quote somewhere around there. Um, oh, that's interesting. And... Okay, so they've been so during this run, you're saying they've they've gone up, uh, they've taken a three zero lead twelve times during this run. I, I, I don't quote me on that. It's some somewhere approximate. Along... Okay, yeah, that's uh... so, that's remarkable. <laughs> that's but... I mean, I, I mean that stat of the the twenty six straight series where they've won at least one road game that alone blew my mind. But to have 12 three zero leads that in itself is just a whole other mind-blowing stat just uh symbolic of the dominance of this of this run that is phenomenal great stat R regardless of the accuracy it might be off a little bit who cares that is phenomenal well, Continue the, on, please. the takeaway from the that stat was that um in the the losses that the warriors have had in those game fours when they're up three nothing when they've gotten blown out in in that game four uh, they've won game five every single time. Uh, so I think, you know, it's sort of, there's a pattern here, right? You, you right. put in the effort to defend home court. You do that. You steal one on the road. And then, I mean, let's face it. Yes, this group is the same one that infamously blew a 3-1 lead. But I think, you know, they know that no one's ever blown a 3 nothing lead. And uh, it's not going to happen this time either. And they're not they're not playing LeBron James, and hopefully the NBA does not uh, uh, give a little nudge in the opponent team opponent the opposing team's favor either. I mean, let's not forget that that three one lead included help from the NBA, and, and the Warriors weren't healthy either. Andrew Bogan went down, Iguodala and Steph were hobbled. Um, I look that 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 three one is going to be a thorn in Dub Nation's side for the rest of eternity, but. Uh, I always like to remind people just to give them a little perspective. It's not like the Warriors were fully stocked and just blew a 3-1 lead. Even Richard Jefferson on that Cavaliers team came out and said, if the NBA does not suspend Draymond Green, the Warriors win that in five. Um, but I hear what you're saying. It is possible. <laughs> and the Warriors find themselves in a 3-1 lead uh, again. Well, what did you think about um, uh, Kerr bringing the starters back in? I was saying before the game that 
if the Mavericks do start the start off shooting lights out like they did, you know, they, they did have a phenomenal start. And for the game, I think they shot 50% from three, um, which is abnormal. Teams don't normally do that. Even the best shooting teams uh, don't traditionally shoot 50% from three. You're, you're usually aspiring to hit 50% overall as your field goal percentage, not just from three. Uh, so Kerr brings the starters back in nearly near the end. I don't know if I was in, uh, necessarily a fan of that just because, uh, you know, if if the, the backup crew leads that march, I always say let them finish it if possible. Plus, you use up extra minutes. I hope it wasn't enough to tire them. But what were your thoughts on, on Kerr bringing the starters back in at the end of the game? Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, you know, granted, if uh, if Steph comes back out on the court and gets hurt, then it's the worst decision ever. And yeah, but thank God that didn't happen. Um, you know, I think it's, I, I can understand both both sides of it. Uh, I'd counter with, you know, let's say Kerr sticks with the young guys and they cut it down, you know, they get within three or five, um, but Kerr sticks with them all the way through and then they end up losing by, you know, a, a basket or two. Well, at that point, you're going to have a lot of people saying, oh, they should have brought in the starters again because they could have made up that, you know, that that difference. Um, I like I, I understood why Kerr went for it. Like I said, um, I think they especially know and value uh, rest in the playoffs. Yes. So if they yep. have an opportunity to win a game, uh, especially given I mean, they were they had an opportunity to steal a game, really. I mean, mm -hmm. given how that whole game played out, um, I I can understand wanting to go for it and see if you can complete the the steal there. Uh, I was a little confused as to why Draymond was not back, uh, was not brought back on the court with the starters. Hmm. Uh, they kept the elites out there and. I figure, you know, I, that's to add more spacing on offense. Um, and when you need to make up points, theoretically, um, you know, Bielitsa makes more sense than Draymond in that uh, instance. That said, you know, the Warriors really did have a shot until they blew that defensive coverage coming out of the timeout and Luka got the wide open dunk straight to the rim. Um and that was a total blown coverage by the defense. And to me, anytime you have Jordan Poole and Bielitsa out there at the same time, uh, you're taking a big gamble in terms of uh, your ability to stop the opposition because um, that's obviously not the strength of their games. And right. so I get it. You know, they they made they went. They had to make a trade off and they went for the, the offensive output. But, you know, I would have loved to have seen what would happen if Draymond had been out there for that first defensive possession. And if they get a stop, you know, what what happens then? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, the yes, the, the young guys, you know, initiated the comeback, but ultimately the Warriors are going to go as far as the starters take them. So I, 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 like I said, I didn't have an issue with Kerr putting those guys back in. Yeah. And speaking of Kerr, we, uh, in just a moment, I'm going to play that soundbite, uh, just because again, it, the, the, the game was, uh, played under the shadow of this, uh, yet another horrific tragedy involving a, a school shooting. 
Um, I mean, there's just everything about it is horrific. And, and Steve Kerr obviously has a, a special place in his heart related to any gun violence issues, given what happened to his father. Um, but first, uh, it's, it's such a horrible transition here, just seg from that into built bars. Um, uh, but look, built bars are good for you. Uh, they're, they're a longtime sponsor of this program. Have to give them love. Like always, Brian, I need to send you a package of built bars. Have you had one yet? I, I, again, I'm, I'm dealing with the, the company video fog of the brain right now. I apologize for that. Um, I can't remember if you told me previously, have you ever had built bars? And if not, I, I have not them. had them yet. No. All right. I'm going to I'm going to get a package sent to you at some point here just because right. you're a regular on this show now and every regular needs to at least uh, try the deliciousness that is Build Bars, yeah. especially when you consider they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate. They have all sorts of flavors to choose from, um, whereas your typical candy bar has just uh, has 240 calories per bar. Uh, your typical Built Bar has 130 uh, built bars typically have 17 grams of protein. That's why I always love these things because you feel full after eating them. Um, and they only have four grams of sugar and sugar is the most toxic thing you can put in your body, uh, in terms of daily consumable items. So if you've been waiting for a delicious and healthy protein bar to hit the market and they have granola bars now, I'm just looking at their, this new read right now. They've, they have built granola bars. I got to try, I'm, I'm going to send you those because I want one for myself. Uh, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Wow, I gotta try that out. Uh, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Whereas most teams are worrying about the draft, the Warriors are worried about trying to get to the NBA Finals. Gotta love that. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, the big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So is Brian Witt on Twitter. You can follow him at Witnessed with an extra T in there, representing his last name. And you can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. i got to play this soundbite. I, 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 I think it's safe to say I don't think anyone's ever seen Steve Kerr this, this uh, passionate uh, in terms of a public speech. And, and, and again, the, this tragedy in Texas, the school shooting, the last I checked, uh, left 18 children uh, dead, three adults dead as well. Please correct me if I'm wrong on that. Brian, I know you've been tweeting about that a little bit as well. Um, this is just a horrific tragedy any way you spin it. Um, I don't like it being political on this show, but I, I can't, I have to express at least this much. When it comes to common sense, I do not understand A, why the, the background check legislation has not passed. I don't understand why in a civilized society we are allowing AR-15s and uh, uh, extended magazine capacities. As for anyone 18 or older, depending on the state, maybe 21, to just go and purchase. These are the weapons used for all these school shootings. It is an atrocity. And, and, and I, just, I, I, can't, I just don't get it. I really don't. Every study, every study shows that the more guns are in society, the more gun violence is in society. That's my spiel. I'm done. Thank you for putting up with that. Here is Steve Kerr. Uh, talking about, uh, and this was, again, I've never seen him so impassioned. Um, he took this to heart. His father was murdered uh, uh, by a gunshot to the head, I believe. 
Um, so he has a personal, obviously vested interest in this issue. And here was Steve Kerr yesterday at the podium. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HR 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight, but I want every person here, every person listening to this to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go dubs, you know, come on Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, the, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. And uh, I've never seen Steve Kerr like that. I don't blame him. Um, my wife had to explain to her son this story, and he went to school today, freaked out. You have a young child, Brian. What are your thoughts on on Steve Kerr and this story in general? Yeah. Um, I, I've watched that speech many times now. Um, to see Steve Kerr overcome with that emotion in that setting uh, when there's obviously, you know, other important things going on in terms of his job and his life. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't be prouder of him. Uh, Agreed. Um, Agreed. I... I was having such trouble yesterday um, coming up with 
the the not not even the right words, but just any words. Uh, and he really uh, voiced what I think so many of us are feeling, um, just in terms of the hopelessness that we encounter on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Um, it's we're, we're not numb to it. Mm-hmm. We are just at a loss with with the fact that there continues to be inaction, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that is really the the part that uh, that hurts the average person out there, the one that isn't that hasn't yet been impacted by gun violence, but you know, politicians are elected to carry out the will of the people and to protect them and to create a safe country. And regardless of the side of the aisle that you're on, if you're not doing that, you're not doing your job. And we have far too many politicians who are either unwilling or incapable of addressing this massive, massive problem in our country that has persisted way too long. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I, I have, my boy is, he'll be 17 months in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's not of school age yet. Uh, but you know, I'm thinking yesterday, I'm seeing these reports about the the parents who are being asked to give DNA swabs so they can identify their kids. And, <sighs> you know, I just, I think about when my, my son is of school age and, and when I do drop him off at school, I don't think I'm going to be able to eliminate that thought from my mind. Mm. And my parents didn't didn't have those that thought in their mind when they dropped me off at school. I never had to do a, a live shooter drill in school. Same. Uh, so this is this is new. I mean, relatively new, and and we we can address this. We have to address this, and I think uh, you know. Her speech really highlighted the fact that sports are a distraction, but, you know, they're trivial when it comes to these greater matters of life. And, yep. and, uh, so I, like I said, I'm incredibly proud of Steve Kerr and, and, and not just him, but all those who are speaking up on behalf of the greater good and, and uh, taking care of people that they don't know or and will never meet, because that's what we're doing, right? Uh, it's you can't just think about yourself. And if you think that it can't happen to you, I guarantee you that so many people that have been impacted by gun violence felt the same way, and they tell you a different story now. And so, 
look, I, this is a warrior show and I don't want to get too political about it or anything, but like Steve said, enough is enough. Yes. It's past enough. Yes. And something needs to be done. So this doesn't happen again. And I agree. Uh, I agree. And I'll besides say that, that, you know, sorry. the warriors yeah. are, they've, one of the reasons I've always said the Warriors have been as successful as they've been during this run is because they've had great leaders in leadership positions. And Steve Kerr certainly qualifies. And uh, Agreed. look, I think, you know, in our day-to-day lives, we get bogged down in, in the games and, you know, you can coaches won't always make the decisions that you want, but Warriors fans can be proud of having Steve Kerr at the head of their bench, knowing that he has his priorities straight. And uh, it's a shame that our, our country doesn't. And I'll oh, you're just leave it at that. Eloquent, very eloquently put Brian. That was uh, very well said. It was, and and I, I can't imagine it was easy for Steve Kerr to focus on the game. Uh, you know, just given this, the game started moments after the shooting and you saw the way Steve was feeling. Um, so yeah, very well put Brian. You echoed my sentiments almost to the T. So thank you. Um, shifting gears, uh, uh, on a lighter note, bet online is a longtime sponsor of this program. And, um, if we can't shift gears back to basketball, just because sports, that is such an intrinsic value of sports is the fact that it's an escape for all the, the difficulties that we as human beings have to deal with on a regular basis. And it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> the importance of it for society is, uh, immeasurable, I, I think, in my opinion. Um, so it is nice to have these games and it's nice to have the Warriors in the playoffs as a distraction from really sad and horrific stories like this. Uh, so if, if you are trying to escape the game, and you're betting on it, especially bet online. Again, a longtime sponsor of this program. Uh, it's you know they they're they continue to be the number one source for all your your betting needs and sports information. Did you think, by the way, Brian? Uh, it was interesting that the Warriors were underdogs in Game Four. The Mavericks were favored by a point and a half, and and the bookies were right. I was a little I was a little curious at that, but they they read the room. I mean, uh, were, were you surprised as well? Like that the, that the Mavericks were favored. Uh, not really. I, like I said earlier, I, I thought the outcome was actually fairly predictable. Um, yeah. And aside from the Warriors actually coming back, I, you know, once it reached a 20 point lead or whatever it was, I kind of was expecting them to, well, they did throw in the towel, but then there was a surprise resurgence. So, um, like I said, you know, this isn't, um, it's not a a fluke that the the Mavs are in the conference finals. Uh, If you haven't developed a greater appreciation for how great Luca is at this point, uh, you're not paying close enough attention. He's incredible. Um, So I think, yes, the Warriors were very um, pretty darn impressive in the first three games of the series, but um, Vegas seems to seems to know what what's going to happen uh, oh, a lot more often than I do. So, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was a, a very prescient on their part. Again, 
the the odds makers, the majority of them are have PhDs in statistics, just to give you an idea as to how the brain works for these individuals. They are brilliant at what they do. Um, and well, tonight, or I'm sorry, tomorrow night, the Warriors are favored by seven in game five at Chase Center. Uh, the money line is minus 300 for the Warriors, plus 250 for the Mavericks, the over-under 215 and a half. Do you feel strongly about any of those lines in terms of people making some money, maybe? Uh, do not bet based on my uh, <laughs> advice. I don't, don't put that pressure on me, but I'll just say that uh, I think the Warriors are going to close it out tomorrow night, and I don't think the final score will be super close. Fair enough. Yeah, and like I said, you don't have to ever express strong feelings about a line. Um, that's how I always pres- I, I always approach betting lines, is if I feel strongly, I'll say so. And if I'm just guessing, I'll say that as well. I don't feel strong about the minus seven because the Warriors could blow them out. But at the same time, this series with the Mavericks has a very similar energy and vibe to the Nuggets series in round one. And that game five was, was close uh, in, in that series as well. It's never easy to close out an opponent, let alone a tough opponent. Uh, like the Dallas Mavericks. So, uh, yeah, you heard Brian. I agree with him there as well. I'm not, I don't feel great about betting on the Warriors, but it wouldn't surprise me if they blew them out. Uh, and again, the line is minus seven. And and all you got to do is go to bet online to place those bets yourself. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Brian Witt on Twitter at WittNest with an extra T in there. Uh, former writer for the Golden State Warriors, former writer for NBC Sports Bay Area, currently a full-time dad. Props to you for that. Uh, and at some point, I'm sure we'll be seeing your... I, I, I think I, I really think you should, at a minimum, if you have the time to do this, either go to... Uh, what is it called? Substack? Is that where independent journalists go to publish their work? I think like Mark Stein, Ethan Strauss are doing that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if, if you made some extra cash doing that, Brian. Have you thought about that? Going the freelance route? Uh... You know, I've I've considered it. I as up to this point, I've been uh, pretty satisfied. Just taking a a step back from the the sports grind and and being a dad. But um, as you can see, I I like to maintain some sort of a presence. So of course, um, we'll see we'll see where things go from here. You wrote something on your Twitter account, and again, you can follow Brian on Twitter at Witnessed with an extra T in there. Um, that I wanted to ask you about. You compared this current iteration of the Golden State Warriors to the 2018-2019 version. Um, I see more of a similarity to the 2014-15 version, uh, just because I look at that 2018-19 roster, and it was thin. I mean, they had this phenomenal starting five, but the moment you went to the bench, it was kind of cringeworthy almost, outside of Andre Godala. Um, explain why you why you see that comparison there. And do you, do you see what I'm... like? Do, like do you still feel strongly about the 2019 one versus yeah. 15? Like, what are your thoughts on that? So I was, I was actually, to, it was more compla- comparing the playoff run. Um, and ah, okay. what I was thinking of was in terms of 
the path that they've taken through the playoffs gotcha. and the teams that they've faced. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think I posted that after game three, right? So Warriors are up three, nothing. Um, and despite what I predicted before the series started up to that point, it certainly had appeared like the Grizzlies had given them much more trouble than the Mavs had. Right. So back in the 2018-19 run, um, that was when they played uh, the Clippers and the Rockets in the first two rounds. And then they played the um, Trailblazers in the conference finals. And yeah, you know, wiped the floor with them. I've four, <laughs> four nothing, huge margins of victory in every game. I mean, the games were over by the end of the first quarter. Um, so it was kind of along those lines in terms of. Gotcha. I feel you. You know, taking perhaps overcoming a, a more difficult opponent earlier on in the process um, and then benefited, benefiting from that moving forward. Uh, of course, I did close out that tweet with saying, hopefully this run ends. Yes. Much, <laughs> <saw> uh, <laughs> much happier conclusion because uh, we all know how how the 2018-19 one did. And um, those were a couple long years that followed. So, um, yeah, knock on wood, knock on everything that... Uh, First and foremost, everyone stays healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to see what a healthy Warriors team can do in the finals this time around. Absolutely. And an Otto Porter Jr., uh, I, don't, I don't know what his status is for tomorrow's game. I mean, he is a vitally important part of this team. I cannot, the encouragement I'm feeling from seeing Gary Payne II, I mean, the, the last clips I saw, the latest, uh, he wasn't even wearing a sleeve on the broken elbow he's putting up shots with that arm he looks good are you encouraged I mean, did you see those same clips like gary Payne the second looks like he could be coming back in a week like that's incredible and 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 with him there i mean if it, i mean i know everyone seems to be writing off Igadala. i still think if he comes back and plays in that final series particularly um and especially if they play the celtics he will be needed his length his intelligence his, his athleticism, which he still has at 38. I mean, it, when you saw that dunk in the Nuggets series, he looked like a 28-year-old. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, 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 I Game four did not discourage me in the least bit. Um, again, Dub Nation, man. When, it, when, the, when the opposing team shoots 50% from the three-point line, there isn't much you can do. And they were still in that game. They almost came back and won despite that. It was incredible. Uh, what do you see in game five? What's your, what, is there anything specific uh, as we close up the show here that you envision the Warriors doing in game five? Like, uh, like, is there anything you think they're going to, like, is, is, is game six clay going to be a game five clay? Is Draymond going to have a lights out defensive performance? Is Wiggins going to come back to the form we saw in games one through uh, uh, three? Uh, any any prognostications from you for Game Five? Uh, uh, Jordan Poole will be better defensively, if only because I don't think he could be any worse than he was in Game <laughs> Four. Um, he's got a lot to improve on in that area of yeah. his game. We'll put it that way. Um, look, I Poole isn't out there for his defense, and and you know. The, the trade-off has seemed to 
be worthwhile for them this entire year. Um, but I, and he's had his just... moments, right? He's had his moments defensively. You're right. Game four was a disaster, but he's also stepped up. Like game three, I remember him getting some huge steals. Uh, I, but I think right. it's more a, 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 men, a mental thing than a physical thing. Um, yes. Yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but he is very quick. And um, I think, you know, just taking it upon himself to really put in a little extra effort on that end, um, you know, really demand that of himself, um, challenge himself. Cause we're not expecting him to, to lock the other, the opposing guard down by any means, just, you know, it shouldn't be every trip down. They're hunting you out and you are, they're getting absolutely anything they want. Um, and you fell out. So it's, uh, that I, I think the Warriors probably will um, will come up with some ways to 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 help Jordan Poole in that area in terms of coming up with better defensive coverages and um, but uh, and it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if his offense seems to the last two games he's just been not involved nearly enough uh offensively in the first half i think in game three he took one shot in the first half and yesterday i think it was like two maybe if that uh three no in from the field um i i I could be wrong i maybe i missed some but um i think he needs to work his way inside to out uh i think he falls in the trap of of being a good three-point shooter and and shooters shoot and they have the utmost <laughs> confidence but you know when he's missed his first couple shots maybe rather than try another step back three get in the lane um see if he can draw a foul he's really good at getting to the rack so i you know he it's not that he can't do it um i, I don't want to pick on Jordan Poole too much. There was a lot. It, he certainly wasn't the only reason that uh, right. the the Mavs had a had a great shooting night um, last night. But uh, I I don't think the Warriors really have to change much. That's what I, that's what I meant by it wasn't like a a lot to take away from Game Four. Yes, um, they are the better team. They are the deeper team. They're the better defensive team. Uh, they have better individual defenders. I think they are better capable of nullifying what the Mavs do best rather than the other way around Um, in terms of everything runs through Luka. Uh, And so we've seen them now employ different defensive strategies, including a box and one against him with different guys being the one. Um, we've even, we've seen Wiggins do it. We've seen, uh, Moses Moody do it. And he's, I was very impressed with what, what Moses Moody has shown in the last couple games. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I think really what it boils down to is, uh, the Mavs have a much smaller margin for error, uh, particularly on the road facing elimination. Um, and the Warriors, I think, as Draymond said last series, 
he really didn't want to get on a plane back to Memphis. I don't think they want to get on a plane and go back to Dallas because it's no, not, not a short flight either. Um, no, so. no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, and just to, just to throw some stats at you real quick, wrap things up here. Jordan Poole, um, he actually didn't have the worst shooting night. He went five for 10 from the field, two for five from three, finished with 14 points. I was encouraged. Granted, this was garbage time, but but the minutes are important. Jonathan Kaminga, it wasn't the five for 11 from the field. It wasn't the 17 points that impressed me. It was the eight rebounds. I feel like that's one aspect of his game that that he does need to work on is is uh, being stronger uh, in in the interior, grabbing those tough rebounds. And he grabbed eight of them uh, last night, um, which was very encouraging. But uh, I'm with you, man. The urgency ultimately just was not there. Uh, when the Warriors have that focus, when the when the Warriors are aggressive, they just did not come out with the aggressiveness that you need to close out a team like the Mavericks. The urgency again just was not there. And what it is there, they they don't lose. Just plain and simple. Um, it's a, it's a symbol of their greatness. Is the fact that when they really really want to win, they do. Um, so I, I do think Game Five will go in the Warriors' favor. I'm certainly not worried. Look, anything could happen, but um, yeah, I'm I'm confident. Uh, so all right, man. You can follow Brian Witt uh, Brian Brian Witt on Twitter at Witnessed. Um, and tomorrow, by the way, Mark Jones is coming on the program. ESPN play by play broadcaster. Uh, he's covering the Celtics and heat. So I'm going to get some questions from him. Obviously his insights on the warriors. Um, but, but I would love to get some insights regarding the heat and the, and the Celtics, because I do think the warriors will advance. It's not done yet, but, um, I don't see this team being the first in NBA history to blow a three zero lead. Knock on wood. Um, any last thoughts, Brian, before we wrap things up? Uh, no, you know, uh, <laughs> all right. Sounds good. And folks, sorry if you'd be depressing today. Mentals. Yes, yes, yes. That is another huge thing of this that we, that should be addressed is there is a severe lack of mental health resources in this country. Um, I do hope that is a focus of, of concern as well in terms of addressing this crisis we're in regarding mass shootings. These people who are conducting these actions clearly have issues. And um, I don't know about you, Brian, like I to me, I, I will swear up and down against any stigma pertaining to seeking help for your mental health, whether it is with medication, whether it is with therapy, I say everyone should do it. There's no harm in it. Um, but especially since the pandemic, it's not easy to find a therapist. It's the resources are incredibly limited. Um, some insurance companies just do not offer that as a resource, which is deplorable. Um, so I'm with you, man. It, it is good to get those tune-ups in the head and, and, and don't ever be, afraid to seek help for me when it comes to your mental health like that's that, that it's asinine to ever put a stigma on that you are not weak if you seek mental health um it is it, your brain is just like any other part of your body you know like if there's something wrong there it needs medicinal help be it therapy or actual medicine so um yeah i i really frown on anyone who puts a stigma uh when it comes to seeking help for your mental health and um, that's a great point you brought up, man. Fix this, maintain this, focus on this, unless that's not what you're referring to, in which case I apologize. But, I just saying, know. you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, upsetting stuff everywhere you look. And so just true. do your best to protect yourself and, um, you know, take care of yourself. So absolutely, Brian. All right, man. We'll hope to have you back on soon. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you, everyone. Hope everyone out there is doing okay. Uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow 
uh, uh, with Mark Jones of ESPN. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Brian, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for coming on. And hope Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Yeah, Later, everyone. Good.